Tesla is one of the most popular car brands and actually one of the most revolutionary car brands ever. So, let's talk about the history behind it and the current models and how they're doing today. Hello, this is Cars 101. I'm your host, Siddhartha Chandrakar. Let's get started. Now, the history of Tesla. Tesla was founded in 2003 by Silicon Valley engineers Martin Eberhard and Mark Terpening. They wanted to prove that electric cars could be better than gasoline-powered cars. In 2001, they met Elon Musk at a Mars Society talk at Stanford. Before this, Musk had co-founded PayPal and founded SpaceX. A few years had passed when Musk was asked to join them in making the electric car. Between 2004 and 2008, once venture capitalist firms invested in them, they were able to build a 5.5 million square foot factory. In 2008, Musk was given the title of CEO. Musk made the Roadster. Let's take the Roadster in a little more depth. The Roadster goes 0 to 16 3.7 to 3.9 seconds, depending on the trim you get. It started at $98,950. Whoa, that is hefty, isn't it? 245 miles on a single charge, which has never been heard of before. And only 2,400 were sold. Why did Tesla start out with this rather than the Model S? Well, it was their idea. They wanted to start with a car like the Roadster, which is very high-priced, high-end car, and then use that money to build a, you know, a passenger car that more people would want. And then over time, make another car that's po uh, really popular, like an SUV, of course, of course the Model X and then after that make a cheaper car and then go on from there and it worked even though I didn't like the first car the car really wasn't useful it was built for two people and it was priced way too high but it was their plan and it worked so I'm not one to say anything but when the Model S came out, everything did change. June 22nd, 2012 was a historical day. The Model S goes up to 265 miles on one charge. It's a family car with between 362 and 416 horsepower. Pretty good. This goes 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds, which is also pretty high performance. No one saw that in an electric car. Started at $57,400. It included a 17-inch touchscreen, a 3G data connection. The battery takes up so little space compared with a gasoline engine in the front. So, the battery was in between the rear wheels, which gave space for a frunk. So, you have a frunk, which is a front trunk, and a trunk. So the gauges were completely virtual and it had an air suspension, meaning the handling was going to be fantastic. What was extremely revolutionary was that it had software updates. You could get new features every time an update was available. You know, the the updates, they even they even make updates to the to the powertrain, which is very impressive. They just added Raven mode, and uh, it gives a 0 0.1 second reduction on the 0 to 60 time. 
um, other than ludicrous mode, which is which is pretty impressive. It can also help the it can also increase the autopilot abilities and more. However, three years later, Tesla released the Model X. Now, the Model X was supposed to be released in 2013, but you should know Tesla's not the most punctual brand. But the Model X was pretty good. It was found in a 5, 6, and 7 seater. It started at $80,000 and had a 200 mile range. It went 0 to 60 in 6 seconds, but that was just the beginning. Over time, Tesla just made significant updates to it. They made their all their cars faster and more technologically advanced. And Tesla right now is almost completely autopilot. And their Tesla Model S P100D ludicrous mode goes 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds, which is pretty good. But we'll go into that later. That's the quick history for you. We will talk about the cars after this break. I'm going to do this episode a little differently. I'm going to talk about the business model of Tesla first a little bit. Then we'll go into the models. All right, first, Tesla uses direct sales rather than franchise dealerships. So you know how if I go to a Mercedes dealership, I'm going to be looking for a car on the lot rather than ordering it online. Tesla, you order it online. There are cars on the lot, but they encourage it to, uh, to order online. And uh, that's how it removes the conflict of interest. Tesla also, so Tesla makes its cars more customizable also online, making it a little bit easier to buy a car that you want. Like if I'm going to Mercedes, if I'm gonna buy a Mercedes, and I want, let's say, an S-Class, the Executive Rear Seat Package Plus. But I don't want, let's say, red leather. But they give me red leather already at, that they have in the lot. Now, at Tesla, I could just order online. I could say, I want white leather. I want autopilot. I want a red exterior. And so that's what Tesla essentially does to make it a little bit better and easier for its customers. Tesla also has employees called Tesla Rangers. Tesla Rangers go to your house to service your Tesla instead of you having to take it to the shop. Also, if there is a fixable issue, you can have your Tesla fixed online. Technicians can fix the problems online, which has never been seen before in the auto industry, which is honestly amazing because I don't want the hassle, especially during the COVID times of me going to a, a, going to a service area and getting my car serviced. Now, there are certain issues where you have to go to a service station to get your car fixed. But most issues can be resolved online, which is pretty amazing. Tesla also has superchargers, which can charge your Tesla fully in under 30 minutes. 
and it's actually becoming more and more widespread. The range of Tesla is already great, and having this small charging time makes it even better. Tesla also has software updates for the car, essentially also making it a tech company rather than a car company. I'll go into that later. Essentially, Tesla is different from a car company like GM. It is run as a tech company like Apple. Now you may think, Tesla creates cars, shouldn't it be a car company? Well, a lot of people think it's a tech company. I personally disagree with that, but they don't just sell cars. Also, with all the autonomous abilities and the huge amount of software, and even the software updates, Tesla should be considered a tech company, and it also they have charging stations, solar panels, solar glass, and the batteries they make and sell. General Motors doesn't sell batteries or have nearly the amount of software and technology in their cars. But this is a heated debate. Investors even treat it like a tech company. Tesla's not supposed to go up to the amount it is, in the amount the share price is. It's completely overvalued. Because there's high risk in a car company, and most people thought Tesla was set to plunge when its share price hit 1000 Now it is currently over 1400 But I still think Tesla's a car company. If you look at Honda, Honda is considered a car company, although they make watercraft, ATVs, aircraft even, mountain bikes, lawn equipment, solar cells, etc. But I think Tesla will end up being comparable to Honda in the amount of products they make other than cars. Also, with the amount of Tesla cars being sold, Tesla must be a car company. It's not like their batteries that they sell or their solar panels are being sold at the rate that their cars are being sold. Now, let's talk about the models. We'll talk about... The Tesla Model S, the Model 3, the Model X, the Model Y, the Cybertruck, and the all-new Roadster. Without further ado, the Tesla Model S. The Model S was the second model Tesla ever made, like I said. And it is a sedan. As said before, it came out in 2012 and was already a hit. If you had one... People would take pictures with your car. I mean, it was that cool. It was one of the first high-ranged electric cars. I mean, other than the Roadster, but that wasn't that popular. It also had great handling and was way advanced in technology. It also looked pretty cool. So, Tesla started becoming popular. People wanted that. The trims of all Teslas are categorized based on the battery size. So the Model S60 has a 60 kilowatt battery. The Model S P100D has an 100 kilowatt battery. When there's a D after the battery size, like P100D, it means dual motors, essentially all-wheel drive for electric cars. There are, meaning there are four motors in total. The P in front means performance, just a basic rule of Tesla. Of course, today we probably won't talk about the past models because, as in all of my podcasts, we only talk about current models. 
However, currently the models are just 100 kilowatt batteries in the Model S. There is the Long Range Plus and Performance. There used to be a 60, 75, 85, P85, D, 90, and 90D, but those are not produced anymore. Although, if you do want a pre-owned Tesla, those are some of the trims that you should look out for. They've, they don't depreciate at very high rates, but they've depreciated. So if you want a cheaper Model S, then totally go for one of those. I would actually recommend the 90 or the 90D if you uh, want to go farther and if you want to be a little more powerful. That's off the point. So, only 100 kilowatt batteries are produced. The 60 was very slow. Just to put in comparison how far they've come, the 60 kilowatt trim went 0 to 60 in 5.8 seconds. It had 382 horsepower, a 210 mile range, and a top speed of 130 miles an hour. Currently, the Model S P100D Ludicrous Mode also Raven. Ludicrous Mode is a fancy term for boosted performance and the Raven now can go 0 to 60 in about 2.3 seconds, making it the second quickest stock vehicle after the Porsche 918 Spyder. Tesla says it is the quickest. It's not really true. It's not the quickest stock car, stock street legal car. But if you're disregarding the fact that the 918 is also over a million dollars and it's a 2014 model of course it is the quickest production car the p100d ludicrous can go 348 miles on one charge and a top speed of 162 miles an hour now the other trim the tesla model s long range plus goes 0 to 16 3.7 seconds which is still pretty fast and it has 402 miles of range, which is that's a pretty long range. The technology in all Teslas is the most advanced ever made. The 17-inch touchscreen, of course, is very cool. You can even watch Netflix in, in the car if you want. Pretty cool. You can also play Spotify. And the Tesla has very good speakers. Now, the most important important piece of technology the full autonomous mode with 12 ultrasonic sensors no other company has it and which this is also the reason why tesla is sometimes considered a tech company you can navigate on autopilot including automatic driving from highway off and on ramp interchanges and overtaking slower cars it automatically changes lanes on the highway it also automatically parks in parallel and perpendicular spaces. You can also use the key when you're outside the car to park the car or even pull the car out. Pretty cool, isn't it? You can even summon your car, meaning the car will come and find you anywhere if you're in the parking lot. And Tesla has an app that allows you to start the car remotely and remotely air condition or heat your car. It also has these different modes. One of them is pet mode. And it'll make sure that your pet is not overheating. And it says on the screen, your pet 
this is my owner will be back in, in a minute or something like that it, it's it's great it's great and you can you also control the temperature when it's on pet mode to the optimal temperature your pet should be in so you have assisted stops at traffic controlled intersections of course soon a software update will add the ability to auto steer in city streets and it can go pretty much autopilot on the highway but i do not suggest using that and tesla suggests not to it's it's just i believe that no car can be autonomous until all cars are cars technology can't really adjust to reckless drivers only you can i mean if you're going to use all these autopilot features you still have to be attentive to the car you can't just be sitting around relaxing now of course the price the Long Range Plus starts at $69,490 and the Performance starts at $89,490. All of the autopilot features are an extra $8,000, but really overall, you do get what you pay for. My only critique is the lack of luxury interior. It is a very dull interior and a lot of the the seat, a lot of people say that the seats are very stiff. To be honest, I agree with them. They're very stiff seats. For that price, I can compare it even to like an, a Mercedes S-Class or an Audi A6, A7, even an A8 if I wanted to. And it would lose in the luxury aspect. The Tesla has synthetic leather and does not have the luxury features such as it doesn't have massage seats and reclining rear seats and real nice leather. The luxury cars in its class also have a more luxurious vibe and a smoother ride. See, the Tesla, it's a high-performance ride. It's not a smooth, sophisticated ride. It's a very fast vibe, which a lot of people love. But some people just like a smooth, nice, sophisticated ride. I mean, the luxury cars aren't nearly as technologically advanced as the Tesla. Also, those cars are gas guzzlers. So if you if you want luxury and really don't care about anything like technology or I mean they do the S class and the, the A8 do have technology uh, pretty good but not as good as the Tesla. But if you want that nice smooth feeling, that luxurious vibe, the nice leather, go with the S class. Maybe even the A8 if you like Audis. But if you want technology and speed, definitely go with the Model S. Now the Tesla Model 3. I've used this car a lot in the album to compare it to cars about $30,000, $40,000, mainly sedans. And I've always said that if I'm looking in this range, I'm going to get a Tesla Model 3. Now let's take a further look at that. I, I love the Tesla Model 3. It's a fantastic car. There are a few things that I'm going to be critical of, but overall it is a great car, especially for the price. It is light years better than any car in its class. It is faster, better handling, it's electric, 5 star safety rating, and of course has the high tech. The Model 3 was made so that more people could get a Tesla. The name Tesla already means it's high tech and a very high electric range. Before, you would have to spend over $60,000 for a Tesla. Now it's more affordable, so people love it even more. Let's take a closer look. 
the Model 3 has three trims. Standard Plus, long-range all-wheel drive, and performance. The Standard Plus is a rear-wheel drive and has a 54-kilowatt motor. It has a range of 250 miles and goes 0 to 60 in 5.3 seconds. Now, although it is one of the smaller motors, <laughs> it still has a 250-mile range, 0 to 60 in 5.3 seconds. So, of course, it's still much better than a lot of electric cars in the market these days, and pretty fast. Again, I mean, for the price, it's $37,990. It's, I can compare it to a Camry and a Cord. I can compare it in that range, and I'd go with a Tesla any day of the week, anytime. I wouldn't even consider any of those cars. I mean, of course, you'd have to spend the $8,000 in autopilot, can you believe that? For $45,000, I can buy a car that has almost full autopilot. So, it's just light years better. Way better. The long-range all-wheel drive trim goes 0-60 to 60 in 4.4 seconds and has a range of 322 miles. And this one has a 75-kilowatt battery, so a little bigger. And a higher range, but it's $9,000 more than the first trim but still you get what you, you get what you pay for and that 9000 gives you a little bit faster and a higher range so honestly it's worth it if you drive a little farther and lastly the performance this car goes 0 to 16 in mere 3.2 seconds now that's insane but let's put this in perspective that is the same acceleration as a Ferrari Enzo. It has a 299 mile range and of course is an all-wheel drive that goes all the way up to $54,990 without autopilot. Let's talk about the negatives. The interior is stiff and it is very small on the back. The dashboard is dull and the interior doesn't look exciting. The back space is not great but if you have kids it will probably be fine but i still wouldn't go for any other car in the class so this one's got to be one even though you might have to compromise on the backspace or the dull interior overall the model 3 is a great car you might have to compromise on the interior a little bit but still people see your car and you have a tesla is that good enough? I'd say so. Now on to the Tesla Model X. The Model X is a great car. It's actually my favorite Tesla and honestly the best. It has a great safety rating and it's probably one of the most safe cars ever. I mean the Tesla Cybertruck as we will get to later is probably the safest but it's not in production yet. But they are taking pre-orders so I'll get to that later. There's a video of the Tesla Model X being pushed extremely hard where all the, a bunch of other cars would flip. This car stayed up. It was crazy. You have to look at the video. The doors are very cool. You can open the doors remotely and the doors don't actually have, you can't pull the handles. You press them because they're inside so it makes it even safer. And uh, you press it, it opens 
and of course you can open the doors through the key or your phone or just by pressing it. It's pretty cool. The rear seats have falcon wings. Now, I mean, I know what you may be thinking. What are falcon wings? I've heard of gull wings, but not falcon wings. So the doors open up without pulling a door handle. You just press it and the doors go up like a falcon. The difference, so a gull wing goes up and out. Falcon wings go up and then out. So it's, you don't hit other cars. Of course, this car has sensors and it can tr track and sense other cars next to it and opens up so that it wouldn't hit any other cars. There is an override button, but you can still get in. It's, it's easy to get into the car. And what's great about it is I can stand up when I'm in, like I can stand up fully without hitting my head when I'm in the rear seats. It's pretty cool. Like in most SUVs, I can't do that. It, it, even a lot of larger SUVs, I can't do that. It's very it, The space is very efficient in this. It's a it's much smaller car compared to the other cars in its, its class, but it's, it is very, very, very efficient. The Model X comes in a five, six, and seven seater. I like the six-seater because there's room in the middle to walk back, so it's a little easier. But, I mean, if you want seven seats for your family or all your guests, then of course, go ahead. But I just think the six-seater is easier. Let's talk about the trims. Of course, there used to be trims such as the 60D, which is the 60-kilowatt battery with dual motors, 70D, 75D, and 90D. Now, similar to the Model S, the Model X comes in two trims, both with 100 kilowatt batteries, the long range of the performance. The long range goes 351 miles on one charge, 0 to 16 in 4.4 seconds, and is an all-wheel drive. Nothing too crazy here. Everything that it has in the Model S starts at $79,990, and of course, you have to add $8,000 in autopilot. Next is the amazing Model X Performance, or must be called P100D Ludicrous, which is an SUV that goes 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. To put that in perspective, it is quicker than a Ferrari 458 Italia, Koenigsegg Trevita, and it is as quick as a Koenigsegg Gera RS, the third fastest car in the world. Quick side note, quick is different than fast. Most people define fast as the top speed, of course. However, I define fast as how fast it can handle how it does in a race like Le Mans. The Koenigsegg Regera can go 0 to 60 in the same time as the Tesla, yet has a top speed of 250 miles an hour. The Regera will dust a Tesla in a Le Mans race, but in a drag race, the Tesla has the upper hand. Moving on, the Tesla Model X performance has a 305 mile range and includes better interior design and better comfort than the other trims. I honestly think it's the most comfortable Tesla ever made. It costs just under $100,000, which I actually think is a decent price for it. You really get what you pay for. Now, how does it do in its class, you may ask? Well, it fits in many different classes. You could put it in the class with the Jaguar I-Pace or the class with Porsche Cayenne. 
You could put in the class with the Mercedes GLE 63 SAMG or the BMW X6M. I could also put in the class with the Lamborghini Urus, Bentley Bentayga, and Aston Martin DBX. Many people would disagree with me on the prior class because those are over $100,000 more, but the Model X has performance like them. Now, the Model X may not have the luxury like the Bentley Bentayga, but it surely has the performance. Of course, I'd say in the first two classes, it is number one by light years. But in the third class, I'm going to have to give the dub to the Lamborghini Urus. Of course, there's already been an episode on Lamborghini, and make sure to check it out. My two critiques on the Model X are the luxury and the trunk space. The luxury is not as nice as the GLE 63S AMG, and that's only because it doesn't have the amenities of the GLE 63 AMG, although the Model X is comfortable. But, of course, the Model X drives a whole lot faster, it's electric, and is the most technologically advanced SUV in the world. The trunk space sucks if you get the 6 or 7 seat option, which most do. And I'm also glad there is a trunk in the front, so that maybe you can take your charger everywhere, just keep small items. Even with the trunk, the, the trunk space is kind of unacceptable. I, I can't go on a family road trip with this car, I mean it wouldn't fit any of the backs. However, I mean, this car truly is great, and if you're looking for an SUV in that price range, definitely go with the Model X. Next, the new Model Y. The Model Y is to the Model X as the Model 3 is to the Model S. The Model Y is a compact SUV that has a similar dull interior as the Model 3. The Model Y is actually pretty fast, of course, it comes in two trims. The long-range all-wheel drive and the performance. The long-range all-wheel drive has a 0-60 time of 4.8 seconds and a range of 316 miles. So these are actually pretty good specs. The performance goes 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds and has a 291 mile range. The performance also gives you that premium interior as in the Tesla performance options in all of its models with more amenities such as front and rear heated seats which matches the amenities in its price range. Both have 75 kilowatt battery sizes and both fit up to seven people, although it is very cramped in the back, and if you get the seven people option, of course, there's absolutely no trunk space. Now, the cost. The long range starts just under $50,000, of course. You have to get the autopilot, it adds an extra $8,000. The performance starts just under $60,000. So, this is a cheaper Tesla, right? Yes, and it just came out. How does it match up against its class? As most Teslas are, it is the best. It competes with cars such as the Audi Q5 and the BMW X3. They all end up being the same price in the end, which makes the Tesla even better. Of course, in its class, I highly suggest buying this car. So, I mean, because it's the best in its class, you're going to get something pretty decent. Now, the Cybertruck. I feel the Cybertruck was only made because Elon Musk needs something to bring investors in after he was taking forever to produce the amount of Model 3s ordered. But, of course, as always, he did an excellent job on it. 
there, there's a video of the Cybertruck pulling a Ford F-150. It, it was honestly crazy. The Cybertruck pulled it so easily. Now let's take a closer look at the Cybertruck. I don't know what demographic this car is focusing on because some of the features are as if you're driving a military tank. It's built with an exterior shell. The shell increases durability and passenger protection, which is also somewhat bulletproof. It is nearly impenetrable and is designed for superior strength and endurance. While the car was being debuted, someone threw a baseball at it and the window cracked. So, I mean, the body's durable, but maybe not the windows. It has 100 cubic feet of space, which is honestly insane. To put that in perspective, a base Ford F-150 is half the space. So, like all Teslas, it is much better than the cars in its class. It has six seats, a third seat in the front. It can pull between 7,500 and 14,000 pounds. To put that in perspective, a base Ford F-150 can pull only 5,000 pounds. The back of the truck is flexible. You can put a cover, you can put a tent even, or just leave it open. There are three trims, the single motor rear wheel drive, the dual motor all wheel drive, and the tri motor all wheel drive. The single motor rear wheel drive has an 100 kilowatt battery with a range of over 250 miles. It has a towing capacity of 7,500 pounds and a zero to 60 time of less than 6.5 seconds. They expect it to generate between 400 and 500 horsepower. I don't know how they arrived at that number, but I guess they haven't tested it yet. It starts just under $40,000, about $10,000 more than its rival Ford F-150, but about 100 times better than the Ford. The dual motor all-wheel drive goes 0 to 60, about 2 seconds less than the single motor. It has a range of over 300 miles and an 120 kilowatt battery, which is very big. It has a towing capacity of over 10,000 pounds. It costs just under $50,000 and, of course, another $8,000 for full self-drive capabilities. The final trim, the tri-motor all-wheel drive, goes 0 to 60 in less than 2.9 seconds. Wait, hold up. Let's put this truck that weighs over 6,500 pounds in perspective. It goes 0 to 60 the same time as the 2013 Lamborghini Aventador Roadster. More than three seconds quicker than the Ford F-150, and it is quicker than the 2019 Ford GT, and the Ford GT weighs more than half the weight. What's even more impressive than that 0-60 to 60 time is the fact that it has a range of over 500 miles and a 200 kilowatt battery, which has never been seen before. Another cool thing about it is the fact that it has 800 horsepower and 1,000 pounds-feet of torque. Of course, this comes for another $20,000 more than the dual motor, but the problem with this car is that it won't be available until late 2021, and I'm guessing longer, according to how the Model X went. You can order it now, however, and of course, the truck will be the best truck ever made. Maybe even one of the best electric vehicles in general. We'll have to see it to believe it. Finally, the new Roadster. I could not believe this car when it was released. I was completely speechless. Now I'll give you some specs so that you can be as awestruck as I was when I saw this car. It goes 0 to 16 a mere 1.9 seconds. It'll be the quickest car ever by far. Now most Teslas lose once you hit 100 miles an hour. The Tesla Model S beats the Porsche Taycan 
the new long-range electric Porsche in the 0 to 60, but loses in the 0 to 100. The Roadster goes 0 to 100 in 4.2 seconds. The current fastest car, the Bugatti Chiron Supersport, goes 0 to 100 in 5.5 seconds. The Roadster's quarter mile is 8.8 .8 seconds, and the Chiron does the quarter mile in just under 10 seconds. The Tesla can also go about 2 seconds faster in the quarter mile than the Pagani Wyro, which is a hypercar. That's insane. But this Tesla doesn't live up to its low top speed brothers. This Tesla is supposed to go over 250 miles an hour. This may sound crazy, but the Roadster has about 7,375 pounds-feet of torque and a 200 kilowatt battery. It's, it's just insane. The Chiron has 1,180 pounds-feet of torque. Of course, the comparative horsepower on the Chiron is much more. Torque focuses on acceleration, but horsepower controls the top speed. The Roadster has a 620-mile range, too, but of course, that number will drop significantly when you take it to the track, which I know everyone who has the car will. Now, let's talk about price. The base is $200,000, and the Founder Series is $250,000. The Founder Series is a limited edition, so only 100 were built. Musk did say that there are going to be more higher performance trims, including one with 20 cold gas thrusters. A cold gas thruster is a type of rocket engine, which uses the expansion of pressurized gas to generate thrust, uh, of course making it quicker. This is called the SpaceX package. This car is much less than the cars I've been comparing it to, of course. And, of course, there's no gas payment, so that's great. It is coming out in late 2020, but of course I believe it will be later. But honestly, it is worth the wait. That was a fun episode, wasn't it? See you next time on Cars 101.